In college, you dive into nutrition and fitness, and the next thing you know, you're anemic. You're going through a journey that leads to multiple eating disorders, including binge eating, purging, and eating and spitting, and more. My guest today, Kevin Bursiaga, is pulling back the curtain on his journey from eating disorders to a method he calls empowered eating. Welcome to Kevin. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff and let's get started. Now, here's your host, Duff Gardner. Hello, hello, hello everyone. And welcome to another episode of Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast, where we're all about playing large, even if you're feeling a little small. Today, I have a great friend of mine, a, a kind of a newer friend, someone that we've done a little bit of work together in the past year, and someone I'm kind of excited to have you guys listen to today, uh, Kevin Bersiaga. Uh, by the way, that is a Basque name, not an Italian name, if you're wondering. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk today about empowered eating. So Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like the approach that you take uh, in this whole space about diet, nutrition, and, and health. Um, I think it's a really healthy way to think about things. And so we were talking about it a little bit offline. And so your, your, your focus is 100% on thoughts and beliefs around this idea of eating. So tell me more about that. I, so I have my own background with eating disorders, and I, I, I can share that right now if you want. Yeah, sure. When I was in college, 20, 21 years old, uh, got really into fitness, got really into nutrition. I started started doing triathlons and uh, good intentions, right? I started modifying my diet. And then the next next thing I knew, I was anemic, had no muscle mass. I was always tired. Uh, I remember I had this bleeding behind my eye. I forget forget which eye it was oh, wow. people were like yeah <laughs> i still to this day don't know what that was there was there was never any resolution to it huh. you know had mris and this and that and people were like you okay you okay and but my behavior started to change you know i, I became really regimented really obsessed cut out food groups i wasn't healthy so yeah. the original intention was to get healthy and now i was less healthy than i was wow. before yeah. So that was, yeah, last couple of years of college. And then this, this turned into multiple eating disorders in my 20s. It's like binging, purging, it's chewing and spitting. It's wow. anything you can think of. I did, you know, the whole gamut. And I, I tried to stop for so many years, but I think the problem was I was always focused on, you know, this diet and that diet, just don't eat this, don't eat that. You know, that's good food, that's bad food. And then I realized it was like, no, there were some certain beliefs that were driving this behavior. That's why I focused on thoughts and beliefs first. Okay. instead of the specifics of the diet itself. Okay. So how did that work for you? Like, like how did you dig yourself out of that place that you were in? And how did you move yourself into a place where you are today 
where you're actually teaching others how to, how to, to take care of this? I had to admit that what I was doing was not going to work. Okay. So that was, that's step number one. It's, right. it's that old saying of, you know, doing the same thing over and over, expecting the same result, I, I guess, insanity, mm-hmm. whatever, whether it's insanity or not, I just, I realized that there's gotta be a different approach here. I can't just do willpower. I can't just you know, keep, keep my home empty. This is not a good way to live. And so it required introspection right. and self-awareness. Like, why am I doing this? Like what benefit is this doing? And what is it that I really want? And I'm surprised how few people, including me for a long time, didn't, don't know what they want. Ah. You know, it's like, I want this, I want that, but I'm not sure. It's like, uh, so it causes a lot of hesitation. Right. And so then, you know, I, I found my own escape um, and never went to like formal rehab or formal therapy. And I thought, hey, there's, there are probably other people out there like me who are struggling with the same problem. Why don't I turn this into a business? Wow. What I like about your business too, from what I know about you, is that you're not always in the same place. Like you're moving around a little bit in terms of your life. And I think that um, like a lot of people who are entrepreneurs these days, of course, you know, things are a little different right now because we're, we're, we're recording this during COVID period time. So people are a little bit more sedentary. They're in their own homes, uh, which by the way, bring, presents its own challenges and opportunities. But, um, you know, the, the life of an entrepreneur these days, if you're in the past moving around, traveling today, you know, being home more, being more sedentary, uh, both challenges and both unique to this journey of entrepreneurship, for sure. So I, I think it's cool that you actually live it as well as teach it. Yeah. At, when I was 29, I finally graduated from physical therapy school. And instead of just taking a regular permanent job. I decided to become a traveling physical therapist. Right. So in, at least in this country, that means you take an assignment for three to six months in one location. And then if they need you, they can keep you or you can continue to move on. And so that's, that's what started this itinerant lifestyle. Not only does it pay better, but I get to see new places and meet new people. And right. um, I'm con- I have to learn new systems and constantly adapt. Yeah, for me, it would be finding a good coffee shop each time. <laughs> you'd be, you know what? You'd be surprised. I mean, even small towns these days, they have most of the services that you need. I guess, oh, yeah. I guess that just shows, yeah, how, how globalized we are and how good the systems we have. I mean, it, it, even in, in a small town, my first job was on the border of Mexico. Mm-hmm. 30,000 people. It still had a gym. It still had a 24 seven grocery store. It still had most of the things that I wanted. Now for the good coffee shop, you probably have to settle for you know, Starbucks in a place like that, but eh, you'd be surprised, but you have to adapt and settle for second best options at some point. Yeah. You're preaching to the converter. I, I lived in a small town called Nelson, British Columbia, and then another one called Rossland, British Columbia. And those had 20,000 and then 5,000 respectively. So I, I lived a small town life, but I, I, they both had good coffee shops. So <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I guess that's, that's what matters <laughs> to me, apparently. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I like how you're kind of, you approach things, uh, as uh, we were talking about the way you approach your craft, the way you help people. And so you, you, you really delineate quite clearly where you fit in, where you do not. 
So, you know, in the context of some of these challenges that people have around eating, you're, you're squarely in the zone of focusing on those thoughts and beliefs and patterning it or helping them to kind of sustain that over a three month period. And yeah, uh, the, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's, that's definitely where we need to start. Okay. You know, I'm not going to start with, Oh, here's a meal plan. And right. This is, this is all you need. And it's right. like, well, you can do a meal plan, but you need that later. Cause if you have these thoughts and beliefs swirling in your head, you're not going to stick to it. Right. So focus on that first and then later we'll get to the, the sexy stuff like the diet and the weight loss. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think where I was going with that is you're, you're very much a supportive uh, person in terms of how you approach your craft. Um, and one of the things that I like is that we were talking about this, when you work with you, you you're doing check-ins once or twice a week on WhatsApp or Marco Polo. That's a really unique quality that you have as a teacher and as a coach, I think. Uh, that you you have that commitment to your clients. I I like having that because there are maybe there's something they don't want to say on the live call, right? Now, if it's if it's one on one, then they they can say whatever they want. But if you have multiple people um, with different backgrounds, maybe somebody has something that they don't want to share. So now they've got this alternative medium and the background and not only that, but it gives additional support, you know, for the two or three weeks between those calls because anything can happen, you know, I don't, I don't want them to wait two weeks and it's really personalized too. And so it's right. like, thank God for modern apps right. that we can do that. And it's not just a phone call. Right. Yeah. Uh, Marco Polo, not everybody knows about that app, but it's kind of fun. It, the way I think about it, it's kind of like if you've ever done like Instagram or Facebook stories, it's kind of like that, except it's a direct one, like direct person to person, where you can do a mini little video or something to each other. So I think in terms of what you do, it, it's kind of a fun way to approach it. Yeah. You know, I've also used Voxer. I don't know if you use Voxer. It's, yeah. yeah the V-O-X-R. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But I think the key thing is like you're keeping in touch with your clients. And I think that's a rare, like that's exceptional that you do that because I think that's part of the key. Whenever you're trying to create a big shift in your life, um, you know, my personal opinion is there are a lot of people in our space who create, a, like I call it the thud. Um, they just, they mm-hmm. dump a whole bunch of content on people and expect them to consume it. And Instead, if you can be kind of that partner in crime using the tools available to you, I think it's an amazing way to approach it. My only complaint is that my clients, some of my clients don't use it enough. Okay. And so I'm always, I'm always preaching it at the end of the call. It's like, Hey, we've got, we've got this back channel here. <laughs> All right. You know, well, you know, yeah. Kevin's clients, you hear for me, <laughs> start using it. All right. <laughs> um, so we, like, what, what's interesting about your brand and what you do is I've actually learned a ton about uh, the different uh, challenges that people have around food. So I'm going to list them off here and maybe we can talk about some of these different uh, um, uh, challenges that people face. So there's binge eating, uh, th- there's compulsive eating, there's emotional eating, there's purging, there's something called night eating, which I didn't even know existed. There's distracted eating. We were even talking about the challenges of people with ADHD and eating. And you even mentioned some other ones when you were telling me your story about uh, uh, college, like spitting or something. What did you call it? Or, uh, 
Oh, chewing and spitting. Chewing and spitting. Yeah. So that it's very interesting. Like as a, as someone who, you know, to me, when I hear about uh, someone who works with people around food and diet and, and eating and, and making good choices around eating, uh, I have a very narrow view of what that is. So um, the fact that you break it down like this is, is super interesting to me. So um, tell me about some of these, these ways that people um, struggle and like how you uh, approach them, you know, cause I'm assuming that some of them might have more than one of these challenges. Sure. There's, everybody comes with different challenges and different, different backgrounds. So no, no two clients are the same. You know, some right. people are chewing and spitting, um, which some people, you'd be amazed how many people contact me about that. Right. Um, cause huh. it's just that it, both people don't talk about it a lot, but it, it happens. Uh, then you got yeah, the, the binge eating. That's, that's pretty common, which wasn't funny enough, a formal diagnosis. Um, until 2015. Really? Huh. Yeah, the APA listed it as um, eating disorders not, not, not otherwise stated or specified. And so it was just kind of like this garbage can you know, diagnosis. But they finally put it on uh, <laughs> in the manual in 2015. So we get a lot of that. Night eating, that can just be people who are eating a lot at night consciously. And there are rare cases where people do it consciously. Okay. Um, you know, imagine having empty bag of chocolate you don't even know that you did it um but then you've got yeah the vengeance and purging purging and people who are doing a lot of restricting and so that ends up in, turning into bulimia it's just it's amazing how how many things can go wrong but the the, the antidote is usually really similar okay so it doesn't really matter that they have these different backgrounds remember there's always a a, a belief that's driving the behavior right so it's, I, I'm not going to give a number, but it's, there's a certain number of beliefs or how should I say there are a, it's all these different beliefs that are driving these different behaviors. So there's more behaviors than there are beliefs. Right. Right. Huh. Uh, now when, like, who do you find you're typically getting in, in your, your program right now? Cause I think you're, uh, you're currently taking new clients right now. I mean, you're taking only as many as, as I mean, you've got a very high touch practice. So I know you're only taking as much as you can take, but um, like what kind of clients are you, are you taking in right now? Like what are they presenting with? They, so the age, the age range goes from about 19 to 50. Right. So, so it's, it's pretty, it's, pretty broad. Yeah. We're not just talking about college students here, mm -hmm. you know, or, or young athletes and, like I said, they're coming with a variety of different behaviors and different backgrounds. And the, the origins of their stories are always different too. That's, that's another thing that's, that's interesting. It's not always, oh, I started some diet. You know, that's my story. Mm -hmm. um, now I've heard that story before, but some people it, it starts in a different way. I get a lot more ladies than I do men. Okay. Um, I, when I first started, I thought I would get a lot more response from men so i'm actively trying to reach them but okay. um for whatever reason you know i get a, I get a lot more interest from from women right now you've turned this into a business like t i guess because you've got your physical therapy practice it's it's uh it's it's part of like it's kind of a um it's 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 an extension of what you do is probably the best way to, to put it 
rather than, you know, you've just gone through the, the transformational journey. Now you're teaching people this stuff. So you actually have a foundation in physical therapy practice. So what was the catalyst to take you down this path of having kind of like an online business around this topic? When I graduated from PT school and then I passed my boards, that was about five years ago. I mean, almost this week. Okay. And it's funny, as soon as I passed that exam, it's like I started to work on something else. Okay. And I remember, I remember the day I came home, I didn't have my scores, but I was pretty sure I passed and I, and I bought a program. I don't know if you know Ty Lopez, he's mm -hmm. pretty big on mm -hmm. social media. Um, he, he had this great course. I don't think he sells anymore. It's like right. mini MBA. Okay. And I had no business training and nothing about business. So for me, that was gold. Okay. Because that was my first training. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but for the first year and a half, I was out there um, as a traveling PT. I didn't know what. So it was really cruel in a way because like, yeah, I want to do this entrepreneur thing, but what do I sell? And I think a better question was what problem can I solve? Sure. And so that it took, but it took me a year and a half to figure that out. Now it's obvious. It's like, yeah, here's your problem. Solve it. And then <laughs> help other people do it. And so I started, I started this journey. I was like 31. So we're talking like three and a half years ago. Okay. I think too, just my experience of you, which is, is interesting because I, I like uh, you are very roll up your sleeves. You know, and I, that's my observation of you. So I'll give you an example. Um, just I've, I've watched you kind of go into um, playing around with Facebook ads and f playing around with different themes, different approaches. Um, you know, you've created the sandbox that you continue to tweak and experiment with in terms of um, identifying your ideal clients, right? And I, and I know from a, for a fact that a lot of us in the entrepreneurial journey we get so hung up in the tactics and the overwhelm around it that we, it just stops us in our tracks. So that, that's one skill that I, I've had a huge amount of admiration for you, uh, for you that you're constantly kind of evaluating that. And um, the reason that's important is because um, that's the game we play today. I mean, we're always in this game of figuring out who our ideal clients are, and it's always going to be shifting and changing with time. So, you know, the fact that you've got binge eaters, compulsive eaters, emotional eaters, you know, on and on that the thing goes, um, uh, you know, kudos to you, the way you're always trying to figure out how to reach the right person and how to provide the best uh, possible service to those people. I think it's incredible. Yeah. But those, but those solutions, those answers didn't reveal themselves overnight. No. I mean, so when I go back to spring of 2017, that's when I started to do, that's when I developed this idea to become a coach. Yeah. But I didn't have any of those answers back then. Yeah. And, and so for a couple of years, I was, the question was, yeah, I have this solution, but how do I connect it with potential clients? And sure. that was, that was a question that haunted me for, for two years. Like, yeah, but how do I get a client? How do I reach them? How do I do this? It revealed itself with time. You know, right. it didn't, the idea of a YouTube channel took a year and a half. Right. And then the idea of Facebook ads took you know, another six months. So I guess that's, that's the lesson I can provide today is that you might not have the answer now, but if you're curious enough and you're persistent, those answers will reveal themselves over time. 
Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the word curious because I think curiosity is like one of the most important terms that you can you can take on as an entrepreneur is to like to literally be curious about how how things might work. I you know? yeah, I think it's everything because it's you get you develop expertise and when you're curious enough. Yeah. And so when you look at these people who have who produce all this content and they're authors and it's like they just can't stop producing and they're experts in their field. I think what it comes down to is just they have higher levels of curiosity about it. Yep. And that's why they're an influencer in that space. Right. That feels like the biggest insight you can give to people, which is a question I typically ask, but um, it, like what is in your journey that you've, you've, you've gone on so far, what is your biggest insight do you think you've learned? That... Well, other than the one I just said, so keep, yeah. be persistent, be curious, and those answers will arise. Um, don't give up. I know that's kind of cliche, Yeah. but there were periods in, in that time, last three and a half years, where it was just like the doldrums, you know, they, they, it's like when there's no wind and you're on a ship, you know, at least right. back in the day, and you're just like sitting there waiting, waiting, but and it's, it's, it's frustrating because you think, yeah, I, I want these answers and I want them now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you can't just throw in the towel. It's like, what is it that you really want? And if that's what you want, then keep persisting, even though you can, you're, you're kind of driving in foggy weather. You can only see, you know, a couple meters in, in front of you, but what's the alternative? Just right. throw in the towel and go back to what you, what you were doing or are doing. Cause then you're just going to think, Oh, what could have been, you know, right. you're always going to have that thought. Yep. Like, oh, what if I hadn't given up? Where would I be today? You don't want that. Yeah, no, I agree. I have this personal belief that progress from momentum. Like if we just focus on progress and, and momentum, like focus on the process, design a process and follow it. Um, you know, try to resist comparing yourself to others. Um, you know, just, oh, yeah, that's just, a big one. Yeah, just just progress and momentum. Keep moving forward, kind of like a salmon in the stream. Just keep moving forward. Yeah, what's that? What's that saying? An overnight success was ten years in the making. Oh yeah, true. because yeah, you only see you only see these people at their apex or at. But yeah. if you go back, like for example, I'll give you an example: is is YouTube. Sure. So if you see somebody who has 100, 200,000 subscribers and you look at the quality of their videos, you're like, wow, it's amazing. Why can't I do that? Well, if they've, if they haven't deleted those old videos and you go back and watch them, <laughs> you yep. can kind of see the progressions <laughs> like, wow, the, the AVL is terrible and their presentation is terrible. And you know, this, they probably only had 500 subscribers at that time. And but that was four or five years ago. They planted that seed and now they're big. Now you notice them. You didn't notice them then. Oh yeah. I, it, yeah, it's, it's exactly that. I, I didn't even bring up your YouTube channel, but people should definitely go there. What's the YouTube channel called? It's my first and last name, Kevin Bruciaga. Okay. So that'll be in the show notes guys. Uh, they can check it out. And what kind of, what can they expect on the YouTube channel? It's, it started specifically just for eating disorders and I have a lot on that, but now it's like, self-control and addiction and uh, today's video is on perfectionist tendencies. Okay, cool. Um, so, and then now I'm getting into more mental health. So I started with a very specific niche and now I'm expanding a little bit. Oh, wow. 
Okay, well, that's cool. I'm actually going to go check those out myself. Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed talking to you today, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin's focus is empowered eating. And in fact, I want to give you the URL where you can go and reach him or learn more about him. You can definitely go to YouTube uh, to the channel we just referenced to learn more about Kevin. But also you can go to his website. Uh, there's an, there's an opt-in where you can learn more about his program. So it's hisname.com forward slash empowered eating. And so I'm going to spell that out. It's Kevin Bersiaga, uh, Kevin, and then B-U-R-C-I-A-G-A.com forward slash empowered eating. So that'll be in the show notes. Uh, make sure you go and check it out there. You can learn more about empowered eating. You can go to the YouTube channel, which I'm going to go check out myself. Sounds like you're really expanding that. And, uh, oh, you know, like there's one thing I forgot to ask you about, Kevin. We talked about, we really haven't talked about this. Uh, it's the topic of resistance. I, I love to ask my guests, like, what their relationship to that word is, both in terms of their business and in terms of the people they teach. Resistance. So, like, what comes to mind? What thoughts does it yeah, conjure up? Yeah, totally. I think you know, earlier in the, in the show, I said, a lot of us don't know what we really want. Right. And sometimes we know what we want and we think we know, we know intellectually what we need to do and what the smart choice is, but we just can't do it. And I think a lot of that is fear, comfort, and security. Right. I mean, that's, that's what we naturally gravitate towards. It's like, yes, I know I need to make these changes. It could be, it could be eating, it could be business, it could be, you know, approaching that woman at the gym. You know, I don't know. But we get this 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 fear. It's like, yeah, I, I know I should do that, but I don't. That's that's resistance and it's holding you back. So it's like, how do you overcome it? Introspection, and then what is it that you want? What cost are you willing to to bear? Good. That's, that's cool. Yeah, no, that's really good. I like that a lot. And I think that, you know, if you want to learn more about empowered eating and everything that we've talked about today, make sure you reach out to Kevin, a uh, really cool guy and uh, really doing some great things in the world. And Kevin, thanks for being a guest of our show today. Really appreciate seeing you. Great to be here. Yeah, thanks so much. So uh, yeah, thanks, Kevin. And to my guests who uh, visit us regularly here on Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, thank you for showing up again today. And uh, remember, as you go out into the world and teach uh, the impact that you want to make on the world, remember this one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Hey everyone, I'm Duff Gardner, and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans, and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth so that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the eight-step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy, and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Bye now.